0: All right, welcome back to the Dodgers, Lakers, Patriots, and Rams podcast. It's the MLB segment show. I'm your host, Laura Antonio. James Fitzpatrick's with me as today as we will continue our all-30 MLB preview show for the 2019 seasons. And come, and today, we're staying in the National League West, and we are going to talk about the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. So, James, first off, uh, let's start off with the San Diego Padres, and we'll get to the Giants in just a minute since, since we want to start off with the Padres first, and then we'll go with the Giants last. Since As Dodgers fans, we don't like the Giants, but with the Padres, let's talk about what they did right this offseason. Uh, adding Ian, K- Ian Kinsler was a key to the uh, San Diego Padres, and um, did you, do you think he's going to be a big help for this young core for the Padres?
1: I think so, yeah. I think that he'll provide with some nice infield depth from then. The Padres I do have a pretty young team. So I think that, like, his experience and leadership, that'll definitely help out those guys. And, yeah, I know Kins isn't, like, the second baseman. He used to be, like, that all-star caliber player. But, I mean, actually, I still thought, like, last year with the Red Sox, even a little bit on the Angels, thought he was still pretty decent. So I think actually, well, out more than I think, like, people might be expecting.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, what I think with the Padres is what I think what was a bad move for them this offseason was to move on from uh, Clayton Richard because Clayton Richard was a veteran presence in that rotation, and I think that was a kind of a bad move for the Padres in their part.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I thought that he was a pretty nice pitcher for them as well. It was kind of kind of hurts from to see him go.
0: It kind of hurts to see Clayton Richard go, but you know, um, now now I can understand why the Padres did this because um, the Padres are now wanting to go young and. Um, this is a team that I'm looking forward to watching this this uh, season, even though I don't think the Padres are not going to be that good of a team this year. But I could say this. The Padres have a very good young core heading into this season, but it's not enough for them to compete in the uh, National League West with the Dodgers and the Rockies.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I don't really have any expectations for them, but uh, yeah, I would say that they do have a really nice young core. I think that I think that they will get back into maybe, like, the playoff race in a couple of years as long as they can, like, keep those guys together and they develop the way
0: they should be. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're hearing news that the Padres and the Reds are the front runners to get JT Real Muto. Um, who do you think ends up with him? Is it going to be the Reds or is he going to join the National League West but be with the San Diego Padres?
1: Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to tell, but if I had to predict, I think he's... I think he's actually going to go to the Padres. I think that they may have more assets to offer for him just because I know that their asking price is so high. Like, I, Not that the Reds don't. I know that they have, like, a couple young that are pretty good that they could offer him. But I don't know. I think uh, – I think I just think, like, the Padres might just be a little bit more realistic in that case.
0: I think who's going to be in that trade, I think it's going to be Francisco Mejia, their young catcher, will be in that trade. And then I think they will also give up uh, – Austin Allen and, uh, in that trade as well. And I think um, Luis Torrens will almost – and I think um, Austin Hedges is likely going to go in that trade too.
1: Yeah, I think so too. We'll definitely have to give up some catchers for that
0: trade, I think. Yeah, and, I, and Fernando Tatis and Mackenzie Gore, their top two prospects in their organization is off limits.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't trade those guys real mutual. I don't think it's worth it really for that.
0: It's not worth it unless they trade for a superstar player like Carlos Stanton or Corey Kluber, for example.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, like, Tatis Jr. especially, I think he's going to be a really good shortstop for the future. I wouldn't want
0: to let him go. I think Tatis Jr. and Vlad Jr. will be rookies of the year, like we talked about before. I'm going to be talking about Fernando Tatis. I'm excited to see him play. I think he's going to be a – a special baseball player for this Padres team. I know his dad wasn't that great of a player, but I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to find a home in San Diego.
1: Yeah, I do too. He definitely will be a great player for them
0: for years to come. Now, with that being said, let's talk about a potential free agent that could join the Padres. But I do think here's the deal. I do think the Padres most likely will trade for JT Rio Muto, but I could see them getting a third baseman. I know Tyler, Tyler France could be good. From what I see on the depth chart, I see the Padres going after Mike Moustakas.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. I saw some rumors saying that they might be linked to him. and I know like Moustakas, he did that last year where he kind of waited really late to sign. He ended up just going back to the Royals for the beginning of the year. So I think that if the Padres give him a good offer, he'll take it. And I think uh, with them potentially needing a third baseman, I think he could fit in pretty well with that team.
0: Yeah, I, pre- I, I predict that... Uh... Mike Mustakas will be a Padre, and I do, I do believe that Machado and Harper will will sign with like Harper to the Phillies, and then Machado to the White Sox.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And I thought the Padres just recently had like gone to contact with Machado and Harper, but I just don't really think they're gonna get him. Really, I think I think uh, the Phillies probably have the best chance with Harper, and then Machado. I think I think the White Sox can end up getting them too.
0: Now that we talked about Rio Muto to potential with the Padres and then Machado to the the White Sox and then Bryce Harper most likely going to the Phillies and then talked about JT, Rio Muto potentially being a Padre or a Red, let's talk about the starting lineup for the San Diego Padres. And I changed my mind on this because I do believe the Padres are going to go with Mike Moustaka. So let's break it down. So um, leading off and playing second base is – no, sorry – I'm going to back off here. So leading off and playing center field is Manuel Margot batting. Second and shortstop is Fernando Tatis jr. Batting third, the the first baseman, Ara Cosmer batting fourth is the right fielder, Hunter Renfro batting. Fifth is the third baseman. uh, Mike. No, sorry. Can I start again with the Padres lineup? I kind of lost my train of thought there.
1: Oh yeah. No worries. Go ahead.
0: So sorry. Um, So I have leading off and playing center field, uh, Manny Margot. Batting second, the shortstop is Fernando Tatis Jr. Batting third, the first baseman, Eric Cosmer. Batting fourth, the right fielder, Hunter Hunter Renfro. Batting fifth, the third baseman, uh, Mike Moustakas. Batting sixth is the catcher, um, JT Realmuto. Batting seventh is the batting seventh is the uh, left fielder Will Myers, and batting eighth the second baseman Ian Kinsler. But here's one change I'm going to make here. I'm going to move Margot to the eighth spot and put Kinsler lead off.
1: Okay, uh, mine's a little bit similar. Uh, I don't have um excuse me I don't have Moose Sockus you know, Real Mutual in my lineup, but um what I have for now is that I got. Uh, first, I got at center field, I got Margot. Uh, hitting second, I got Tadise Jr. at short. Third, I got Hosmer at first base. Fourth, I got Will Myers in left field. Fifth, I got Urias at third base. Sixth, I got Kinsler at second base. Seven, I got Renfro in right field. And eight, I got Hedges behind the plate. And then if Moustakis and Real Mutual end up getting on the team, I, I would put. Um, I think I'd do it how you did it. I'd have Mustakis hitting fifth, and then Real Mucho hitting sixth. Or I'd put Mustakas hitting second, and then I'd put Real Muto fifth, and then Tadis Junior hitting sixth.
0: No, I, I mean I said I had Myers on my projected lineup for the Padres and how I wanted it to be with Mustakas and with uh, Real Muto. I had Real Muto hitting uh, sixth. Then I had uh, I had I had Will Myers hitting seventh. With, with Margot hitting eighth because I think Ian Kinsler should lead off for the Padres because he's ha- he's a veteran and uh, Margot could provide speed in the bottom half of the lineup. Necessarily, when it comes to lead off hitters, it doesn't have to be a guy that has speed. It, it it could be a guy that sets the tone for the lineup.
1: No, yeah, definitely I, they can go with either one of them. I think uh, I think Kinsler is the better hitter and like Margot does have more speed. So I think like whatever they decide's best. Um, either one could work out for him.
0: That's why I expect Ian Kinsler to lead off for the uh, San Diego Padres.
1: Yeah, well, I can see it happening, yeah.
0: And then Margot hits 8th, then Myers hits 7th, Rialmudo hits 6th, and uh, Moustakis hits 5th.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, yeah.
0: And Will Myers also runs very well, too, so the, top, the bottom two will, have, will provide speed in that lineup.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely.
0: And I think Franchi Cordero is going to most likely be a part of the deal that sends that's, that's goes to the Marlins for Real Muto. Okay, yeah. Because I think Jankowski is a better option for them as a good defensive replacement, if you know what I mean, and also can pinch run sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's true. I see what you mean, yeah.
0: That's why I think Franchi Cordero and Francisco Mejia and two other mid-level prospects that – to, and it'll be Mejia and Cordero and two other prospects that will go to the Padres' mid-level prospects for Real Muto.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to cost a lot to get them trade-wise. But, yeah, if the Padres can do that, I think that could work out.
0: Oh, for sure. And now, although Dodger fans are not going to hear us want to talk about this, James, We're going to now move from the crosstown rival San Diego Padres up from the Bay Area to the San Francisco Giants. So let's talk about their biggest offseason move is one of them was hiring former Dodgers GM Farhan Zadi to run their baseball operations and um, nothing big this offseason for the Giants because you know they so far had a very quiet offseason but signing Derek Holland was Kind of a big off-season move for them. That was kind of good for them to keep him.
1: Yeah, I thought so, too. The Giants, like, obviously didn't really do too too much in the off-season. Like, I know they just recently signed Drew Pomerantz, and I'm not really expecting him to really be much of anything. I thought he was, like, decent when he was on the Padres. And then um, I think it was not like this past season, the season before, on the Red Sox. He actually had a pretty decent season as well. But he wasn't really that good last year, and then. I mean, I think he's scheduled to – or, like, he's predicted to be a bottom of the rotation guy. So, I mean, like, I'm not really expecting much of him, but I just thought that was, like, an interesting move they made. But, um, yeah, besides that, like, they didn't really do too, too much. It looks like, for the most part, it's kind of the same roster coming back.
0: Yeah, it looks like they're pretty much same roster. But here's one thing that I predict is going to happen. The, the Giants are going to re-sign Nick Cundley. They're going to move Buster Posey to first base move Brandon Belt to left field, and move Chris Shaw to right field? Because Buster Posey had major hip surgery, and I don't think he could handle playing catcher for a full season this year.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to or not. I mean, he's, like, a pretty athletic guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's not, like, super old. But especially, like, with catchers, you can kind of see, like, they kind of wear on them a little bit earlier in their careers, and they switch over to first base or something like that. But, yeah, I think if they want to kind of, like, prolong Buster Posey, it might be. Better to kind of get him acclimated first base sooner
0: than later. Yeah, I think the Giants would pull a Joe Mauer on him.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too.
0: And um, the dumbest offseason move move—I'm not going to touch on that because the Giants, like I said, they have a that had a very quiet season. But I mean, they just kept the same exact team that they had last year. Like, if you look at the rotation, I think Bumgarner and Rodriguez will head. The first two, and then Derek Holland. Then um, I think Chris Stratton will move over to the bullpen and put Jeff Samarja in there because I think Cueto's going to start the year on the DL, and I don't know when he's coming back.
1: Yeah, I'm not really too sure either. Um, Yeah, a lot of the moves they made, well, I guess like the moves that they did end up making on them really seemed like there's like that much risk involved with them. So it's just a lot of like kind of like small, minor moves. I guess just like tweak things here
0: or there. If they make a major move, then they can get a lot of prospects in return, which that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen pretty soon, but um, let's talk about the San Francisco Giants' 2019 batting lineup. So leading off in right field – no, sorry, leading off in center field is Steven Duger batting second in playing – batting second at first base. Buster Posey, batting third, is the shortstop. Brandon Crawford batting fourth is the uh, third baseman Evan Longoria batting fifth is the left fielder Brandon Belt batting sixth is the uh, catcher Aramis. no sorry batting sixth is the second baseman Joe Panik um, batting seventh Is the uh, right batting seventh is the catcher, uh, Ramos Garcia, and batting eighth is the right fielder, uh, Chris Shaw.
1: Okay, Um, mine's a little bit different actually. Uh, For me, I got leading off, I got Brandon Crawford at shortstop, second, I got Panic at second base, third, I got Longoria at third base, fourth, I got Posey catching, fifth, I got Brandon Bell at first base. Six, I got Williamson in right field. Seven, I got Duger in center field. And then eighth, I got Shaw in left field.
0: Yeah, Chris Shaw in right field is batting eighth because I think he runs very well. But Steven Duger is the guy that I think is going to be the leadoff hitter in playing center field to provide the speed. And I think Buster Posey will bat second right behind him and play first base. And I do think Nick Cunley is going to come back. And I think he and Garcia will share the catching duties.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. If they do end up bringing him back, I think that's what's probably going to happen, too.
0: And move Chris Shaw to right field, and then Austin Slater will be a utility player.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: And now let's talk about some Dodgers notes. I mean, I mean, uh, getting A.J. Pollock was key. And we talked about the Dodgers revised lineup last week. Um, I, do th- I do expect Cody Ballinger to play in left field every day with Alex Verdugo in right field. Like we talked about in previous episodes, so you think that outfield's going to be dynamic with Bellinger, Verdugo, and Pollock?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be a good uh, outfield. Like they definitely have like it's nice that they can have other players play outfield too. And they can always move Bellinger over to first base or even put him back in center field. They got to give Pollock some rest, but yeah, they have a really nice outfield. Like if Verdugo plays as good as like he could be, it could be one of the better outfield's in baseball.
0: It's going to be one of the best outfield's in baseball. And um, now, with now we talked about starting left fielder for the Dodgers. I predict Chris Taylor is going to be our starting second baseman for the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, that's what I think too. I th- yeah, I think he'll he'll probably start there, and then they'll put
0: Muncie at first, and then like we just
1: said, with Bellinger,
0: Pollock, and Verdugo. Yeah, so Bellinger and left, Verdugo in right, and. Uh, A.J. Pollock in center, but A.J. Pollock is still one of the best center fielders in the game at age 31. I didn't even think he was going to be a Dodger, but hey, I'm happy with the move. I, I like A.J. Pollock since he was a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I do believe that A.J. Pollock is going, to be, is going to provide a nice balance to this lineup with a he- le- lefty heavy lineup. And I, do, and I expect A.J. Pollock to be the uh, number five hitter on the Dodgers to begin the uh, 2019 season.
1: Yeah, that's where I had him in my lineup, too. I think he'll be a nice piece of their field. Like, I, I liked him, too, actually, on the Diamondbacks. I don't know he had gotten hurt a bit in the past, so I'm hoping he can stay healthy. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see him play for the Dodgers. I'm looking forward to it. Me, too.
0: But if he can stay healthy, he's going to be good. But I do expect him to stay healthy this year. But I think the Dodgers will have a good game plan for him and have him rest, like, day games, night games after day games. I think that's the plan so that he can rest. It's mostly on Sunday games early in the season so that we could save them later in the year. That's what I think the game plan should be, should happen. And I think this Dodger team is ready to go.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I like that idea. I think it will
0: be a good idea to give those players
1: rest early on so they can save them down the road.
0: Yeah, I no. And then for the catchers, it's going to be by committee. It's not going to be a true starter just yet because Kieber Ruiz is going to be the starting catcher for the Dodgers in the future. But expect Russell Martin and Austin Barnes get split playing time behind the dish, but I expect Russell Martin to get the start on opening day.
1: Yeah, i do too. I think they'll end up giving – I think Russell Martin will probably get the majority of the starts, but I don't think it's going to be like last year where it was like mostly Grindall catching. I think it's going to be uh, maybe not like 50-50, but maybe like 60 or something like that. Like, I, I think like Barnes will be behind the play a decent amount this year too.
0: I say Russell Martin's not going to start over 100. 100 some games I say over 120 he doesn't start
1: yeah I'd say I think he'll probably get around like 90 to 100 I think that's maybe what we'll get
0: yeah I agree 90 to 100 starts for Russell Martin behind the dish this year but I've always liked Russell Martin since he he was a Dodger in his first inning. and I'm very happy he's back I think he's going to be a great leader I think he's going to be a good bridge guy to Kiba Ruiz and Will Smith and um there's going to be a lot to talk about. So in a few weeks, James, we'll do our uh, 2019 season preview for spring training. And then we'll do our opening day preview as well. And then, when you, like you said, since you can't do weekly episodes for the rest of the semester you have going on, are you still good with doing weekly episodes in the summertime?
1: Yeah, I can still do that. Uh, I'm not I'm so sure what I'll be doing this summer, but I uh, obviously won't be in school anymore. So I should be able to be fine.
0: Okay. Just checking, so my final MLB thought is that, bold prediction, for the Padres, Mackenzie Gore is their opening day starter against the Giants, and for the Dodgers, expect Alex Verdugo to be a great baseball player for the Dodgers, and then Cody Ballinger's going to get the majority of the time in left field, but he will also get time in center and right center field and right field as well.
1: Oh yeah, I think so too. And for me, I'm just kind of looking forward to where the free agents end up signing, just because it, it like, took me a minute to realize how close spring training really is. There are still like a couple nice free agents out there in addition, the Machado and Harpo, like Keichel and uh, Kimbrel and Marvin Gonzalez and Moustakas. So hopefully those guys can sign soon as so we can find out where they're going. Yeah,
0: let's get that over with already. But uh, James, a quick break, and when we come back, it's time for the NBA episodes. All right, sounds good.